Greetings. Welcome back to the Cape Lead Revolution. This is Chachi. And today's episode is going to be about, sadly, a simple way of getting a conversation wrong. And uh, it really is based, uh, in this example, just off the word should and how we use the word should. The example that I'm going to use is, uh, it happened to me yesterday, a company had reached out to me to do some simple uh, consulting work. And during the course of the conversation, the guy had asked me, he's like, sweet, can we get that stuff by, by Friday? Or he goes, he goes, when, when can we have that stuff? And I said, Friday shouldn't, shouldn't be a problem. And he said, okay. But right when I said it, like the, the hair on the back of my neck stood up and I had committed one of my personal uh, cardinal sins by saying the word should, because he asked when it was going to be to him. And what I gave him was a non-answer. I mean, I, I, I answered him, but it wasn't finite. It wasn't distinct. And I said, I should have it by Friday. And he said, all right, cool. And a couple seconds later, I stopped myself and I started laughing. I said, Hey, I'm very sorry. I, again, I told him, I said, I just committed one of my cardinal sins. I go, I will have it done by Friday. And it's very interesting because I started to hate the word should when, uh, when I was at my, my last assignment at Fort Hood and right when I moved in there, we, there was a new commander that came over and he was doing some of his first staff meetings and I kept hearing all these answers and it happened in, in the very first week. And as I, as I was taking notes, I was writing all this stuff down and I, I just kept hearing the word should, Hey, we should have that ready by then. We should have all the guys trained up by then. Uh, you know, we should have the building cleaned up by then. And, and so, so finally by, by my second week in, in the staff meetings, I just, I just stopped and I just told the whole room. I said, Hey, if, if I hear the word should one more time, I'm going to absolutely go crazy because our commander deserves a better answer than should because you're answering him, but you're giving nothing, giving him nothing to go on, to work on, to count on. And we should be able to have him count on what we are going to say. Now, the interesting thing about this is, you know, we can have a conversation about expectations. And there's an expectation that, that deals with should. And, and I, you know, and the people who are saying it, they, they weren't doing that to be bad. They weren't doing that to be malicious. But at the same time, you know, it's probably one of their blind spots too. And they're probably not realizing that that can be a really bad term and, and, and per, 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 perhaps it isn't bad but it isn't efficient and in most cases it, it, it just isn't right because for those people out there in leadership positions you can't do much with should and then because what happens if like in, in my example if Friday comes along and I get an email or phone call like hey Chachi are are you going to have that stuff I'm like no sorry He's like, well, you, you said you'd, you'd have it done. I said, I should have it done by Friday, but in fact, I don't. So, you know, whatever, <laughs> you know, and that's, and that's, that's how simply and how shitty that conversation can end when we use inefficient and ineffective words like should. Now, having said that, the one great time when we should use the word should is looking to the past. 
when we're identifying lessons learned and we're talking about things that you should have done, there I like should. That, that is a great use of the word should. When you're talking about things that had happened, events that transpired, actions taken, and all the things that you should have done, I really, really like that. That is a great use of the word should. But, you know, a lot of times we don't necessarily stop and think about the use of these words in present, past, or future tense. You know, and in, in, in present and future, it's, it's a, a, a little bit tough. And again, I'm not saying that the use is always bad. But what I am saying is that for the most part, we need to check ourselves when, when we use that word. If I'm texting my 14-year-old son that I'm going to pick him up at 4.30 from school, you know, that, hey, I, I should be there by 4.30. Well, if I pick him up at 5 o'clock, he's pissed off because now he has an expectation based off of what I said. But not, not necessarily, because I, I should be there. But if I'm not there, then does that give him no right to be upset? Or if I tell my wife, hey, I should be home at 5.30 to make dinner. And then if she comes home at 6 and dinner is ready, she, she'd be like, hey, what, what, what gives? I was like, no, 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 I, I said I should. But in fact, I wasn't. But not a big deal. And again, it's just this, this small little twist on our understanding of our words, of our reasons why we communicate and how we communicate. That's going to make such a big difference. So like I, I kind of ask you moving forward from here is what happens when you hear the word should? Does it, does it sound like it's something meaningful or purposeful? Does it sound like it's going to help advance the cause? Does it sound like it's going to help somebody out? Because we can really set a lot of conversations up for failure if we don't understand the word should. If we don't use the word should correctly or if we're just not speaking with the right words in, in distinct and definitive ways to make sure that we are communicating exactly what we are trying to communicate and man you know so many of my when when I, I look back and it was weird because when I did the podcast the other day about when shitty leaders text right so many things can go wrong by text like so so many things and it's it's really frustrating to see a lot of that transpire and play out um, but at the same time you know, uh, uh, you can't necessarily hold people accountable for things that, that they weren't trained to do. And that's, that's one of the things that I learned in, in the military. And it was really, really great because even though, you know, you have a driver's license, when you join, you still have to get trained on how to drive a Humvee because there are distinct differences. And the, the cool part about the military understanding of training is we're not going to let you do it if you weren't distinctly trained on it and that you were signed off on your training records for having been trained to do these things. And I, I really, really like that. And cause if something bad happened, if, if there, there were a mishap, they would look at training records. Was this person trained on it? Were they certified on it? You know, were they signed off on it? 
all those different things. But a lot of times when it comes to communication, we don't do that. We take communication for granted is that once you have the ability to speak and you've learned whatever language you speak, you just go with it from there. But again, people have different understandings of words. And again, and perhaps I'm I'm being a little too literal and or critical, but I think it really is important because if we can't speak with the right words, we are never going to get our point across. And this, this was one of those things that I, that I've talked about before on the podcast is that my first leadership development course, formal course that I went to was, uh, there was then at Pope air force base. Now it's Pope army airfield at Fort Bragg, North Carolina, but I went to airman leadership school. And one of the coolest things I learned there was just the leadership vernacular, like the the baseline leadership vernacular on how to explain, understand, like truly comprehend and express when leadership was good or bad. And more importantly, why leadership was good or bad. And, you know, I learned, and then the second course I went to was the non-commissioned officer academy. I went to that seven years later. And there, there was, again, just my extreme uh, venture into the true study of leadership that has shaped my life. So, you know, coming up on 13 years ago. But man, I mean, just learning how to speak with the right words. Because again, I, I, I've said this before, is that when I was a young guy growing up at Fort Bragg at my, my first duty assignments, my first and second actually, right there at Fort Bragg, was I knew some leaders were good. And I knew some leaders were bad and I knew some were just absolutely horrible, but I couldn't really articulate what it was. I, I couldn't pinpoint exactly why they were so bad or why I was so frustrated because of it. And I couldn't back any of it up rather than I think they suck. But through the courses that I went to and through, you know, the understanding of my leadership study and, and through me being able to learn the right words to use and the right words to explain, I I was then able to articulate why people sucked or why people were absolutely awesome. And I could back that up with science and research and study. And that, that, that is what I absolutely love. But, but I'm only able to do that because of my understanding of the words that, that I get to use and or not use. So moving forward from this, and I get that this is a a little bit of a a short podcast, but um, I I just want you to think for yourself or just try to try this out. Take the next few days and just focus on how many times you hear the word should used in present tense. Maybe, hey, I should be there by noon. Uh, I should be done by this or done with this by two o'clock. Right, just, just those simple examples. And think for yourself, is anybody better off having gotten that answer? Or should that person or persons take a step back and really choose the right words? Because you could say, hey, I should have this to you by two o'clock. Or you, you, you could say, oh, this is going to be tough. I'm really gonna try to have it to you by two o'clock 
but I would anticipate um, uh, at least a, a reasonable chance that some other things are going to pop up and I'm just not going to get it to you by then. Perhaps a more realistic expectation rather than two o'clock would be four o'clock. Is that okay? And in just that simple understanding of what that should actually means is enough to find success, is enough to communicate correctly and enough to be absolutely clear on the expectations of everything that is at play concerning that original 2 p.m. deadline. So uh, think about the word should, see how it impacts you personally, professionally, however you want. And man, if if you want to talk about it, if you want to give some examples, again, email me, write me, uh, chachi at capelead.com, Instagram at chachi pachesa, Twitter at Tim Pachesa. Leave a message on the Cape Lead Facebook page, whatever it is. Just let, let me know. And in the next podcast, we're going to talk about some recent leadership articles that I've read, as I've kind of mentioned here, because this is, <laughs> oddly enough, like, this is what I truly love to do. This is what I do in my spare time. This is, um, this is what I research in my spare time, and this is what I, what I share. And it's, and it's really great because um, my current boss, Charlie Keebaugh, Charlie and I have known each other. We were in tech school together. But, you know, he and I share leadership articles and have great conversations about this stuff. It's something that he and I are both passionate about. So it is a, it is a whole lot of fun. So I'm going to share some of those, uh, at least one or two of those articles with you on the next podcast. So stay tuned. We'll see you next time. And this is Chachi reminding you to always educate, anticipate, and dominate. We'll talk to you later, everybody. See you.